It's Get to Work Hurley with your host, Cameron Hurley. I'm your show announcer, Tim Minichi. And now, it's Cameron Hurley. It's me! I'm glad you pronounced your last name because I just realized I didn't know how to pronounce it. So now I know. <laughs> uh, Fettuccine Minichi. Fettuccine Minichi. All right, there, there we go. Got it. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. that's, the, uh, that's the way to do it. Not manicotti. <laughs> Not manicotti, not spaghetti. Not spaghetti. Fettuccine. <laughs> Manici. Manici. I actually found out I was 2% Scottish this week, so it should be, uh, I don't know, <laughs> oh, Manici or... Manici, yeah. <laughs> no, my uh, my brother actually did that uh, DNA thing and, and found out that, yeah, we are like just the whitest, boringest white people. Uh, we're all from <laughs> 100% from England and Ireland. Like, that is it. And I'm like, really? really yeah so maybe you're connected to some nobility though oh i doubt that we've always been drunks <laughs> low class drunks going right. across the ocean <laughs> well for those of you listening to this podcast uh, you should know that you can get the video version at patreon just by going to patreon.com backslash cameron hurley for as little as a cup of coffee a month. That's basically what it costs. And a very cheap coffee, because I know it's expensive at Starbucks. Uh, but uh, maybe your maybe your Tim Hortons coffee or your or your UDF coffee. McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. Because like it's like a dollar. So yeah, like a McDonald's coffee at this point. I think only McDonald's for a dollar. Yeah. Look at that. What a value. It's a value meal. Value. So what has been going on? What are you working on? Oh. God, um, I am still plugging away at my book. Um, my editor tells me if it's not done by the end of March, then it pushes to 2024. And none of us want that. None of, no one wants it. He's got one spot open. So um, so I'm plugging away every morning, plugging away uh, and watching a lot of Reacher. Everyone recommended Reacher. And so I finally finished up that one. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I'm also doing a ton of work on... Um, Future Artifacts, which is the short story collection coming out in May. Um, I've started doing uh, dedication, acknowledgements, introduction, all that crap. Uh, so we've we've actually been get, we've seen comp covers, and I sent back some uh, notes on that. I think it's going to be um, a really fun again collection. I'm excited to have all those stories together. Um, that people can have in print and of course ebook and audiobook as well. So yeah, that's good. Audiobooks getting in production now finally too. We sold those rights forever ago and it was just really difficult to find a print publisher to go with it. Um, because man, short story collections, uh, unless unless you're one of the, you know, unless you've unless you've won a MacArthur grant, <laughs> it's tough to tough to sell uh short story collections for a ton of money. So but I am looking forward to that. Uh, I have been doing a ton of work on, on short fiction on Patreon. So it's really nice to kind of showcase those. I think it's very easy for that kind of work that you're just kind of grinding like a pulp writer. It's very easy for it to get lost. Uh, so I do like to have those out in um, you know traditionally published collections for sure. Excellent. And what is the release date for Future Artifacts? Oh, crap. Yeah, I hope you wrote it down. May? May 19th? May sometime, I think. Yeah, I think it was May. It was, in, it was May and it was a nine. So you only got yeah. three options or four options there or whatever it is. Sometime May, in May. Sometime. Yeah, yep. There we go. Uh, speaking of writing, uh, an email came in. 
use the email system. And it was an interesting question. So I thought I'd throw it out at you and, and get your thoughts on uh, Emil sent in a question. He said, I've uh, in the three books I've read of yours that I've greatly enjoyed so far. There have been multiple references to the height and weight of characters in relation to each other, which is something I see rarely in other fiction. And it stuck out to me. This person is one head taller than that person. She only reached the chest of such and such. Is there any particular reason why you seem to likely mention how tall and large characters are in relation to others than most authors? Wow, uh, that's something I really didn't think about. Um... I think I do that just because, especially in a lot of my fantasy work, it just seems weird to say he was six foot five or she was barely five feet tall. It just sat, there's something anachronistic about that to me. Um, it's probably fine. Other authors do it. It just, it just weirds out my internal sense of uh, the work. Um, and I mean, to me, when I'm first meeting people, I don't necessarily think of it as, oh, this person's five feet tall or that I think, oh, wow, this is someone shorter or taller than me. My husband and I were talking about this with Reacher, actually. Reacher, the actor, is six foot two, which is tall, but not like gargantuan. But the entire show, we're talking about, oh, he's a beast. He's a mountain. He's whatever. I'm like, he's six two, 235. My husband's six, three and a half and 250. So I'm just like, that's, and I'm five, nine and da da da. da. And it's like, Whoa, I, my idea of what is tall is very different than um, other people's because I'm comparing it to, right? Like me and my husband who are fairly above average, you know, in height. Um, so I think that that might be some of it is that's just kind of how I gauge like, oh, if someone is short, well, they're much shorter than me. You know, if someone is tall, well, they're taller than me. Um, so that might be some of it as well. It's just that's how I internally uh think about height as well so. do you do you think it's also because when you're writing fantasy and, and sci-fi that's not bound by earth rules mm -hmm. that in some ways you have to use descriptions like that because you could be dealing with entirely different beings and so you're yeah. not actually dealing with you know feet and inches are <laughs> very earth and american uh, we're not talking yes. about meters or centimeters or anything like that. So that's also probably part of the reason. Yeah, I think I think that's a lot of it, too, you know, because um, I could say, oh, someone. Yeah, especially when I'm dealing with like, you know, made up fantasy races where it's like, oh, Nishinians are super tall. And well, it's like, well, what is that in the shape that could be five feet tall? We don't know. It's just compared to everybody else around them. Um, you know, they they seem to be very tall. I mean, they could be eight feet tall. Who knows? Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I just it just seems to be uh, more of a again same same thing. Just it, it it eliminates that anachronism to me. So yeah. Okay. From Twitter, I pulled some things off of your Twitter feed because uh, there's always interesting stuff happening. One of the <laughs> recurring themes on your Twitter feed is nachos. Oh, man. And I don't, I think I asked and I did not get a re response one time. Uh, what do you mean when you're ordering nachos? Because I think of just a plate of Doritos. So what, what exactly are you talking about? Oh, I order from uh, Las Parametas, uh, and it is a plate, it's a tray or platter or whatever with the chips 
with the queso, with the guac, with steak, with sour cream, with a bunch of other shit on it. And um, then I order more queso <laughs> so I can get extra chips. And then, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a plate of nachos. Okay. Nachos. So you're talking about like loaded nachos. You're not just like a bag of chips, but. <laughs> just okay. a bag that I'm dipping into the sauce. No, it is a, is a plate of deliciousness of carbs and fats and delicious things. Yeah. And that makes it to you without it being soggy. I would think all that cheese and meat will, would sog up the, the nachos. They're still crunchy. Uh, the sides are so crunchy, but it comes with extra chips. So if you really need crunchy, you can oh. use, you can have extra chips for crunchiness. I don't mind them to be a little soggy. Yeah. Okay. Newsflash. Uh, Cranberry you know. prefers <laughs> soggy nachos. Soggy nachos. There you soggy go. Soggy nachos, <laughs> name of the next band. Uh, <laughs> and then there was another tweet, which I highlighted because this was, this was like out of left field. I was not expecting this tweet from you you said taylor swift's 1989 came out via <laughs> itunes shuffle and i always forget what an exceptional pop talent she is i actually think of her a lot like madonna i.e someone who may not be the world's best singer but who has a deft understanding of the medium and importantly the marketing so you're a swifty which i was not expecting I wouldn't go that far. That's like saying you watch Star Trek, so you're a Trekkie Trekker. And it's like, eh, I'm not like in the fandom, but I respect her as an artist and a fellow hustler. Um, so <laughs> I'm like, I think that's the only album of hers that I have, but I do. And it is every time those things come on and I'm just like, man, that's super catchy. I think, you know, it's like writing a really good book where you read a book, you're like, that was amazing. And the writing looks invisible. It's the same thing with a pop tune where you're like, suddenly you're singing a line like wow that was a solid pop tune but you forget about the work that actually goes into making something that right. sounds effortless and is so catchy um and yeah we, i think we forget about that a lot it becomes kind of in the background um and especially you know female singers again it's, oh that's pop you know whatever it's not real or you know it's not serious enough um but uh, but yeah, her stuff just I, and every time it comes on and I just find myself, oh, I'm singing along and oh, man, that's a real good thing. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, it's got me. <laughs> it's got me. Um, and to me, that is, you know, a really good talent. And she there is that marketing thing. She's very good at marketing. I mean, watching her, you know, manipulate the media is great. It's adorable. Um, and that's and I do I, I do again, respect that as well. Same thing with Madonna. Madonna, not a great senator singer, as I said, um, but really good at, you know, what are the buttons I need to push to uh, to get some attention and noise, you know, around this this release, so. If uh, cage match, who wins, Taylor or Madonna? Oh, Madonna. I mean, Taylor, Taylor might like, um, she might bring out a shiv like she might secretly like shiver and like like that but i don't know i think i think madonna and the thing with madonna is she has the age and experience over her so i think there's the craftiness there um she just has a little bit more but taylor again you just never know she does seem like the person where you know you don't realize you're dead till it's over right like she's the jody comer the assassin that just and then she's walking away and you're bleeding out so yeah well, that leads us into our game for this week. 
which I'm calling real world ride or die. Oh boy. Do you know what a ride or die is? Uh, uh, you ride or you die? No, I it's mean, like, a ride oh, or die in, in the current vernacular. I like that every week oh, now, okay. or every month, I have to explain like this, this phrase. You uh, always have to explain the, the kids, what the kids are doing these days. Yes, so please explain. A ride or die is like the person you would want with you in a situation that you know would have your back. The, so the Thelma like, to your Louise, the Sundance okay. to your Butch Cassidy. Right. So they are my ride or die companion. You, you In a situation, you'd be like this person, whatever that situation is, I know that this person's going to have my back. My back. They're going to they're gonna stand with me no matter what. And when the cards are on the table, uh, the cards are on the table. I don't even know what, how to end that phrase, but uh, that that's basically it. So... I'm going to give you a scenario. Oh boy. And you're going to, I'm going to pull you two characters from these fantasy and sci-fi world. And you're going to tell me which person in that scenario is your ride or die. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I'm ready. Number one, one, you have to perform at an open mic night as a duet on the Joko cruise. <laughs> Who are you getting up on stage with? The Doof Warrior from Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> or Jaskier from The Witcher? Oh, uh, oh. Jaskier, yeah, from The Witcher. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a crowd pleaser. He steals every scene that he's in, and that's fine with me because that way they'll be paying attention to him singing and not realize I don't sing very well. So, okay. Uh, I feel like that was an easy one. I gave you a softball to start. He's going to get a little, a little more heat on these. This is like, like hot ones when the wings get a little hotter and hotter. And, and, yeah. uh, and this is going to, it's going to get intense here. All right. Number All right. two, two, two. <clears throat> it's high noon and you have been challenged to a duel. Who is your, who's your, uh, your partner Cobb Vanth mm. from the Mandalorian mm. or Jesper Fahey from shadow and bone. Jesper, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, we all know how I, it went down with with Cobb last time. So yeah, sense. yeah, I know. So so yeah, I have to I have to say Jesper. Okay. So we're getting tense now. Three, three. You're rewatching the Terminator for the 47th time and your nachos are an hour late. The delivery driver finally arrives and ignores your no contact instructions and annoyingly knocks on the door. Who do you send to tear them a new a-hole? Christian Alvasara of The Expanse or Margot Madison from For All Mankind? Christian. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because she would, because she has, she, because you don't expect her, right? Because you look at her and, oh, this is a nice old lady. And then <laughs> brings out the F-bombs and yeah. And it's all, and it's not even like me. It's just like, it's like, sir, let me tell you my feelings it's, and, it's and precision it's scalpel like yeah yeah very precise okay it's team game board night and it's stratego who's your partner general sarah adler from motherland fort salem or sarah connor from the terminator oh, i love the sarahs uh I know the Sarahs. Yeah, I think I think the problem is uh, oh, Stratego. Yeah, it would have to be Aldler. I hate Aldler. <laughs> I, I wish I keep wanting her to die, 
when she never dies. Um, and I love Sarah Connor, but this is the thing. The reason this this lady never dies. So Stratego, I mean, she's going to be amazing. So that would have to be the ride or die. Also, I haven't played Stratego since I was like nine years old. <laughs> but hey, there you go. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely Adler. I knew that would be a tough one. I hope I she'll die afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, your your backyard garden is overrun with voles and other destructive creatures who do you trust to slay them Geralt of Rivia from the river from the witcher or I'm going to screw up the pronunciation here Moraine Damordred from the Wheel of Time well, um, technically, I don't think Moraine could do it because she can only use the one power in self-defense um, for a while anyway, I think. Uh, so it would have to be. It'd have to be Geralt. Yeah. I mean, okay. you could argue that it was self-defense you're defending the garden. So I'm sure she'd find a way out of it because she's Moraine um, and she's tricky like that. Uh, but yeah, probably Geralt. Yeah. Okay. There's been a murder in your neighborhood, and the police are clueless. Who do you call? Mm. Vera Stanhope or Jack mm. Taylor? Oh, oh, man. That depends on how I want it done. <laughs> do I want it? Do I want it like, um, do I want uh, it done correctly, like there's justice and through the system and all that. If I wanted that, then you call Vera. If you want like just somebody to get their ass kicked, then you call Jack Taylor. He'd find out who it was, and then he'd do he'd bury him at the bottom of the pond. <laughs> and then I wouldn't have to worry about it. So it would really depend on who exactly was murdered and how upset I was about it. <laughs> it was the delivery driver with the late nachos. And that's fine. It could be Vera. I, I have res all the respect in the world for delivery drivers. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't have to. Um, no, I appreciate their service. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> that, th that was my six questions. Uh, thank you for playing. Um, <laughs> thank you for you explaining all these, these terms of the children to me. Thanks. And and I'll try to come up with a new one. This is what this is. This is like uh, Mr. Miyagi training Daniel's son to become a great karate kid. I'm training you to join TikTok in, by knowing all these terms. And so shortly you'll be you'll be TikTok ready. Uh, what do you you mentioned about watching Reacher? What else have you been reading and, and watching? Uh, I, I finished a really great murder show, uh, two seasons of it called the Gulf. Uh, it was set in New Zealand, uh, really great one. Again, another badass, uh, screwed up, uh, detective, um, who it opens up. She's been in a car wreck. Her husband has died. Um, and that's kind of the, the through line for the, the two, um, seasons is her relationship with her daughter and how screwed up it is. And then she solves a crime. She solves murders uh, for, you know, each episode. So that's been really good. Um, Sister Boniface Mysteries is okay. Uh, it was a cute, cute little one. I think only a couple episodes are out. Uh, and of course, then I read The Gone World, which I've been screaming at everyone to read. Um, in fact, I think I have it here. <gasps> I know you'll put it up, but oh, 
Oh, sorry. For those of you who are just listening, oh, you're missing out on this great cover. But um, it is, I think it came out in 2018, but it is basically a time traveling, like uh, time traveling detective uh, who explores quantum futures. Quantum futures. I was so excited when I realized they were doing quantum futures. I literally wrote in the notes uh, or on the side of the book, quantum futures, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Um, it does amazing stuff with uh, quantum physics and time travel weirdness. Uh, and oh my gosh, it was, I would have, my only, my only thing is I would have had a different epilogue. Um, I think it was, it wasn't the epilogue I would have chosen, but that's why I write my own books. Uh, but everything else in there was five stars. I was like, I wish I'd written this book. This was so amazing. So I've been talking to a lot of people about that. Um, and, and then I just got the new Elric. There's another new Elric uh, collection coming out from Saga Press in three volumes, collecting all of those, um, all the Elric stuff. So I'm, I just got my first one of those and the other two will be out later this year. And I just started actually rereading that because I love, I love my pulp. So real quickly, could you give us say uh, a detailed overview of what quantum futures, uh, whatever, whatever you're just talking about that went over my head. Could you just give us like a, uh, you know, a quick hour to hour long dissertation on, uh, no. I, no, because it's a spoiler. Cause actually I don't want to tell you what it means by quantum futures because it was such a cool moment when I realized what he was doing and he explains it and I was like, oh, that is so cool. So you have read and find out as um, okay. says that Robert Jordan used to say that or George Martin. Anyway, read and find out. It's really good. Read and find out. Speaking of finding out, you can find out where all of your short stories and Patreon stuff is at Patreon by going to Patreon. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. Patreon stuff is at Patreon. By there going to patreon.com, Cameron Hurley. Uh, there's the monthly store stories that are accompanied with behind the scenes writing videos. The what else is there? I, I'm blanking. There's other uh, things. There's, yeah, there's pep talks. There's uh, audio stories. There are there's a chat book level if you want to get chat books twice a year. Um, uh, there's all sorts of stuff. There's a private Discord community where we um, with delightful and lovely people who recommend murder shows to me. And I share garden photos and dog photos and all that. And they should also share their other pet photos. If all you need is pet photos. We've got that down. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah lots, there's always lots going on. Find you on Twitter at CameronHurley.com. Not Cameron Hurley, just Cameron Hurley. And then on Instagram as well uh, for more of those dog and garden photos. We're only, uh, I believe, three weeks away from the first episode of Gardener's World. So uh gardening will be returning to ohio once again uh, so exciting all right until next month thanks everyone for listening and what's that what's that saying get back to work